Pickaxe. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triforce podcast with me, Lewis, and Perry Flax. Hello, and Sips. Hi. We've uh, we've been away a little bit and oh. uh, around a bit. So yeah, it's so weird to be back. Actually, God, we haven't spoken. None of us have have talked for weeks now, right? It's been weeks. Yeah. Well, you went to BlizzCon. I did. How yeah. was that, Sips? Did you have a nice time? Yeah, it was good. I think it was probably the best one I've been to, actually. I really enjoyed it. I think, like, announcement-wise, it was fairly exciting. Like, the announcements were pretty good, I guess. But, like, I don't know. I've been enough times now where I know what to do and what not to do. And, I, you know, it's good to meet up with people that I only see, like, once a year at BlizzCon and... Yeah, it was awesome. It was really, really good. I really enjoyed so, myself. Who, who did you go with? Was it just you and Shin? Yeah, just Shin. Shin was over there already because he went to TwitchCon with Barry. Um, they got uh. to meet all of their streaming heroes, and that was nice. And then um, Shin just stayed on after um, and then met me there, and I, I flew in. We met up, and we hung out all weekend, went to BlizzCon, and then we went home. It was really good. Man. So what yeah. was your highlight? Uh, my highlight was probably... The opening ceremony, we didn't watch it in the main hall this year. We went because they split the um, like Hearthstone had its own hall. Uh, there was the main hall and then Overwatch had the big arena, you know, where they normally have the StarCraft 2 stuff. Yeah. So that big arena was an Overwatch arena. And so so what they did is like the um, the announcements, every game had an announcement except for Diablo. Um, but so all the big announcements for, for each game were done like in their separate areas. So like the Hearthstone announcement was done live down in the Hearthstone area, but you could watch the whole opening ceremony down there. Right. But then but then like the segment about the game was done live down there. So um so we went down to the Hearthstone thing um and watched the whole opening ceremony from down there. And then when the when the actual Hearthstone expansion was announced, you know, Ben Brode came out on the stage and and it was all live and stuff. And did you see the new expansion? Did you watch the? Did you watch the vanilla any thing? The fact it's going to be vanilla, that thing. No, no. Uh, for Hearthstone, there's a new expansion uh, coming out uh, next month, and um, it the the style they did it in was like a, you know, like an old school like dungeon crawler. That they're they're introducing this like this single player roguelike mode sort of thing. So the whole presentation was done like, uh, do you choose left or right? Do you want to go down the, the, do you want to go in the door that says, you know, certain death on it? Or do you want to go down the, the tunnel that's basked in flames or whatever? And then, you know, the audience, he, he, he like put it to the audience to pick and like everybody just picked like the, the obvious like 
treacherous ones or whatever, but the whole interaction was amazing. <laughs> Everybody was like screaming and going nuts and stuff. And it was just, it was really good. It was really well done. And it was just really fucking funny and stuff. And that was good. It was really, really good. It was a good weekend. I, I enjoyed I, it I'm immensely. Impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I, I sort of didn't really feel like going after last time. I felt like BlizzCon was a bit of a, bit of an Overwatch centric event it felt like and they had become yeah like that was like a lot of new people had come into Blizzard and there was sort of a, a, a bunch of the old guard sure but kind of mostly new Overwatch players and I'm not a big Overwatch player I know a lot of people are and they're very into their Overwatch and but it definitely is divisive I think people don't necessarily play all Blizzard games they either only play Overwatch or they only play Hearthstone or they only play WoW yeah and I think that the, WoW is one of those games which you, you if you play WoW you don't play other games it feels like yeah um although Doug has been playing Destiny 2 lately because it was on the Blizzard launcher and um, yeah I tell you what that was that was that was a marketing masterstroke is, ma- is, is it a Blizzard game it's an Activision no, game Activision so yeah. and Blizzard, so Blizzard and, really I don't think Blizzard don't did Blizzard like buy back their shares from oh like they brought back their shares Blizzard Activision brought back their shares from Vivendi I think they were owned by Vivendi but I think they yeah. are still combined with Activision yeah they I can't are remember. Yeah. we might have to Google that um, but yeah, so well, Activision yeah. acquired Vivendi, um, and through through Vivendi acquired Blizzard. But Blizzard, like you said, I think Blizzard own all their shares, so they're 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 under the Activision umbrella. But Blizzard still have um, just do what what they like. They're not they don't they don't like line into Activision. They don't have to do like anything they don't want to do, sort of thing. I think that's how it works. Yeah, so. people are saying good things about Destiny Two. Yeah, I bought it. It's, it I, I wasn't going to. Like the night it, it released, I was playing Hearthstone. I looked at my friends list and like everybody's playing Destiny 2. I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll pick it up and try it out. Because <laughs> like, yeah. you know, if everybody's playing it, it must be good. And then sure enough, it was pretty good. Like, I don't know, like if I'll play a ton of it, but it it's nice. It feels good to play. The gameplay is pretty nice. Like it's, you know, visually like very nice. It's. I think it, I think it gets a bit grindy near the end of the game, which might be off-putting to some people. But me, I, I like a grind. So, so uh, what, I I don't understand what type of game it is though. Like a grind? What do you mean? Is it like is it a, yeah? Is it, is it, it an is MMO it's a or a it's, it's 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 an MM. It's it's kind of like an MMO. It's like. There's there's spots in the in the world where you stage like like the town if you like sort of thing where there's like vendors and stuff and that is you see a lot of people like in those areas yeah but then you sort of filter off from those areas into instances that you can either go into with teams or you can just go into by yourself and sometimes you go into them by yourself and you bump into other people um it's, I mean, Duncan it, said you could well the what he said to me was you can complete the game in six hours and i didn't really understand what that meant well you can you can level cap the level cap is 20 so like you go right. through you shoot things you get xp you loot stuff you know there's better guns and better armor and stuff and like cosmetic stuff um and yeah you could complete the game like pretty quickly but then uh, there's an end game as well there's like raids and like better loot and and stuff like that so it's the like pro- the problem i have with these kind of games is that it always comes down to getting better gear in order to get better gear. Like you yeah. have to get this and then you go and fight these guys and then you do this. Yeah. I, I never really understood what the long-term appeal of that was compared to something like like the MMOs. Like when I played WoW, I played it to get to level 60 so I would have a chance to do those things. Yeah. And once I'd done them, I felt 
I'm finished. Like, I have yeah. completed the game. I don't understand I, why people are like, I've got to do it 30 times to try and get this shoulder piece, yeah. which is marginally better than the one I've got. I, I never got that. I never understood I mean, I think that. Destiny 2 is the same. A lot of people will play it, get to the max level, do a couple of bits and pieces, and then they'll probably be done with it. But these other guys, there's like, there's like more and more sort of challenges, and there's probably leaderboards and stuff like that that keep people like plugged into it and playing, you know? I think like, it's e like Eve, I got it. Mm. Eve, I understood. Because you, you, there was no end game. The end game is we conquer the galaxy, and you're never going to do that. But it's it because you're fighting other players, you yeah. get animosity building up between corps, and you're like, I, oh I, man, I, we've got to beat these guys. And that here's that the thing, is right? the long term draw. I don't think anyone ever plans this, right? We're humans, and it's a bit like taking drugs, right? You, people, you ask people why they take drugs, and it's just like I do it because it feels good, because I like it. I don't know. I can't explain it. I just I just like it, and. There's certain things that, that we, we're, we're organisms that have evolved in a way that we have right. to survive in the world. And now we put into this thing where we're sat down in front of a video game. I never game. thought it's, about it this way. It's Ca super I, no, I didn't realize that we were humans. I no, gotta say that organisms. came as a big surprise to me. But, uh, but what I'm saying is that like some of these games, I think, I think originally like in World of Warcraft, for example, the way it was originally built was that you would gear up in order to be good at killing other players. So you kill the enemies, the monsters together in order to get the very, very good gear that would let you kill the other faction and be really powerful and be overpoweredly powerful, right? So back in the day, your gear that you built, this is how MMOs worked before WoW 2, you'd play the PvE game to be good at the PvP game. Right. But, so but the go PvP, into PvP in, in with WoW your was super like, awesome gear. There was nothing. But that's the thing, like very quickly, like people realized that, that PvP and PvE were very different things and people actually didn't care people would pve just to get the good gear and show off and they didn't want to do the pvp part of it they didn't need to and in fact the pvp people felt like they didn't want to do the pve bits they just wanted to fight other players they didn't want to do that and so it ended up di diverging into two very very different end games the pvp end game and the, the pve end game yeah and 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 that it's just an evolutionary thing of the game has evolved and to scratch the itches that we 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 want like like any game you know any book any story you know you get to the end of it what's the point you've read a load of words you've yeah but it's, it's not it's not about getting to somewhere it's about the journey it's about having a nice that's it yeah well, yeah and, world of warcraft especially like you know flax you were saying you wanted to get to level 60 everybody does want to get to level 60 that's the point the point of the game then is to get there you, i guess you, you're and not it's a fun done. thing to do but depending on the guild that you're in and that was the thing for us we were in a good guild with a lot of people that we liked hanging out with. So even though we got to level 60, there was always something else to do. And some of it was not like achievable instantly, but you wanted to hang out with the people in your guild and you would just log in every day. And sometimes I would log in and just literally run around Stormwind and just chat to people in, in guild and not do anything. You know what I mean? Like it was like a, it, it was just like a visually um, nice to look at, Chat room, yeah, basically. At, at the same time, this game has a subscription fee. It wants you to come back. It wants you to keep playing. It, it's there's not an end. There is there's built in to be not an end. It's like it's like if a movie has a, a cliffhanger at the end to set up the second movie because they want you to come back and pay to see that one to find out what happens. Yeah. Or uh, you know, it's TV series doesn't end because they know they're coming back and they want to get people watching the next series. They want to get funding for it, so they don't. They deliberately don't end. They keep dragging out this thing to string people along because that's how they make money and they're profit making. And it doesn't matter as if you're enjoying the experience but i think that sometimes people 
um, don't realize that this is what's happening. And so they get sucked in to this this thing. They get they get trapped in in the games. Like too many people, I think, play games too much and and the, the point that they don't enjoy it anymore and it feels like a chore yeah um and so you have to be hyper aware of that with games these days especially when they're when there's there's loot boxes and things like this you have to be kind of kind of you, you have to be careful not to be sucked into one of to be one of those people who spends an insane amount of money on a, on a free game sure but um and doesn't really get anything out of it's it, you know because because it's it's not it's as time good. and place though too like we're older now we're like you know, like back when I used to play WoW, I was in my early 20s, like I had a job and stuff and, you know, I didn't have any other responsibilities other than than that. So I had a lot of spare time and that's how I chose to spend my spare time. Now that I have a lot less spare time, I don't spend my time doing that. Like I've, I'm just saying that like other like, things to do. Like I think that, for example, with with something like. Um, Wolfenstein, right, or Doom, those games have, sure, they keep bringing out DLC every year or new new expansions or new new versions of them, but at least when you play Wolfenstein 2, which is really good, by the way, um, you know, it's over in the 12 hours that you, <laughs> Not you play it. Yeah. It's it's over in the 12 hours and then you can move on and, and do yeah. something. And, yeah, and, and that experience is codified and, and cut down and it's like, bam. I think it's more like having a movie and going to see a movie that's going to be over and, yeah, there might be a sequel. Yeah. Compared to watching an ongoing TV show. Playing WoW is like watching in. 12 solid seasons of The Sopranos and enjoying like them, them all sort of thing. But it's a it's a much bigger investment. And then, I was yeah, going to say EastEnders. Yeah. EastEnders, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, EastEnders, you're right, never but ends. But there's so, so many little addictive hooks that keep you in and hook course, you in. And, of and course, kind of, there are. Yeah. And kind of in a way, like for me, diminish the experience slightly by nature of giving you that addictive quality, I don't know. That's that's my personal feeling on that. Anyway, these games are very addictive. Beware of them. But um, uh, yeah, but on the flip side of that, something like Diablo, which is meant to be just as addictive, doesn't have enough of those hooks to keep people playing it. Like the, that's because it's not greatly well designed, though. I think that if it were more aggressively designed, it yeah. would be very effective. And I think that we will. You know, I feel like with games, we've talked about this before a little bit, but I I see it as a thing which. You know, the things that do well are the things that are the most addictive. You know, it's like the most popular drugs are the ones that are or the, the most effective making you high. <laughs> Cripplingly addictive, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they're, yeah. they're the ones that'll sell the best. It's not it's not it's not rocket science there. You it's don't just want the ones you don't want the ones, you know uh, have you ever played that game uh Contagion, I think it's called, or something. There's a game where you have to get a virus that spreads spreads around <laughs> yeah. the, oh, uh, pandemic, the plague. Plague Inc. Plague Inc. Right. Plague you, Inc. you can't get the one that kills them in 24 hours. You want to get the one that lasts a month. Yeah. Right. So they can get on a boat. There's no symptoms. It's like dormant. Shit themselves silly on the boat. Yeah. You want them to shit on the boat. You want them to shit on the dock when the guy That's says, the point. Whoa, You want them no to shit, shit on the boat. Yeah. yeah. They got to shit on the boat. It's the same with drugs. <laughs> shit on the boat. <laughs> You have to have a balanced... It has to keep them alive long enough yeah. to... Right, I get it. I get yeah. it. It's you good. know, I remember reading one of those news stories about those cruise liners that set sail and everyone's all happy and they're ready to have a good time. And then they get like halfway around the world or wherever they're going and everyone starts shitting everywhere. And yeah, that happens a lot everywhere. on cruise ships, apparently. It's so scary. And then... But when they get home, they they have them like offshore, like they're too smelly to dock. They just keep them there for a bit while they keep an eye. Yeah. And I guess some people go out wearing hazmat suits to make sure that it's not some horrible plague that's going to kill yeah. everybody. And they sort of like shit. they got it's the power so washers bad. and they just give them a good old hosing down. Like and just make imagine sure. that as a holiday. You're on this ship. 
everybody's sick and shitting everywhere and puking and everybody's miserable and they're yeah. poking at you with hazmat suits like in the the bit in E.T. where the guys come and put the, the, the plastic over the house and start looking for E.T. It's like that shit. What a fucking yeah. holiday. And they're How all was your on holiday? that boat. Terrible. Everybody's on that boat shitting themselves, yeah. feeling awful and they're playing WoW as well. That's and you they're know doing. they're all blaming each other. They're like, it was that guy guy looked a bit sick when he got on. Yeah. I reckon it was him. Didn't it wash wasn't his me. Hands. I'm just pasty. Oh, no, I don't it's go never out. that. Right, it's always one guy who's poorly paid, overworked, doing the food, right? Cooking the food. And he's yeah. like, I can't, I'm sick, but I'm going to have to go to work so I need the money. And he goes in and he's not very well and he sneezes on all the food or whatever. Or maybe or he doesn't. Maybe, maybe he does his best, some, but some that's of his how shit. everyone gets sick. He's right? shitting a lot and some of his particles reach the food. Like yeah, through his through his polyester pants or whatever. That's I think, it. I think just... it's also the water, the closed water systems that they have. Yeah, can sometimes oh, yeah. go awry. So you've got these tanks of water and and stuff it's like, like a that. Bacterial be- and, yeah, breeding ground. Stuff gets yeah. in there. Like that's how Le- is it Legionnaire's disease? That's how Legionnaire's disease gets around. Yeah, apparently like it's something to do stuff. with like uh, water being sort of like um, like left out in the sun, sort of thing for too oh, long really? or whatever. Like yeah, I thought, that was, some, I thought that was from rats. Some dude died like last summer, I think, um, from Legionnaire's disease. Let's have a look and at Legionnaire's. Disease. He'd had like um, their their garden hose. They, it came down to their garden hose was filled with water and it was left out like in their backyard for like weeks. And apparently the conditions were like perfect for it to just breed inside the water, inside the hose. And then bam, he went to like water the garden and like accidentally drank some or something. And then he was like dead a couple of days later. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. So it's just naturally found in fresh water. Yeah. It's scary. But it, I mean, I don't think it can kill you unless you are like weak, weakened by like. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was older, like he was like in his seventies or whatever. So maybe he was just like, you know, it overwhelmed him. Took control of his mind, body, and soul, and that was it. It happens a lot because there's like I went to Bath, uh, the Bath Bath Spa, and there's like a big, um, you know, the big baths there. Yeah, the, the Roman baths of Bath, the Roman, yeah, the baths. Roman baths. Yeah, and um, they, we, they, they, they don't let you swim or touch or go anywhere near the water because it's got this um, amoeba in it that's like the brain-eating bacteria. That's called oh, brain-eating amoeba, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? But it's like a real thing. The brain-eating amoeba like gets into um, called N- Nagleria fowleri. It's called right, and it gets into like sources. And once it's contaminated, like a source, that's, that's it. it. It's yeah. it's, un- it's unremovable, right? So they can't get it out of this thermal baths in Bath. It's just it's there forever. What now. a shame! So nobody can enjoy like a nice fucking soak, a warm no. soak. <laughs> well, they could. But Shit. they wouldn't remember it in six months' time is the problem. No, after their brain, their brain would have been eaten. eaten. Stuff. So I think a bunch of kids like died of it. So it causes oh, like meningitis, man. like it's symptoms. The worst, yeah. I think if you get it, like that's it. It's, there's no cure as well. You're like, you just fucking die. It just eats your brain. God damn. damn. Well, that's not how I want to go. Like there's a couple of ways that I'd be quite happy with going but like not not that way i don't not want not to have any brain no yeah. hell no no brain eating no oh, shit. thanks so yeah talking about rats like like they say that you're never like 10 meters away from a rat or whatever don't they in right. london anyway yeah i don't know if that's true these days, most big cities i would i would assume that's the case certainly like on one on the one hand i've heard that the, the amount of bio biomass in the earth not i mean biodiversity is decreasing as well but like generally biomass like so for example like I live in um, Clifton, right, which is this sort of slightly nicer area of Bristol. Oh, yeah, what's your address? I live in the basement of this place, and yeah. um, I got an email yesterday from the, the estate agent, and he said, 
Oh, do you want me to read it actually? I'll, sure. read, I'll read the email because it's 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 kind of worded in a way that is quite annoying. So it says here, "Hi Jen, Steve, the painter, has just alerted us to the presence of a rat. Fire. As we are dealing with an issue of public health, urgent action seems to be required." And it says, "It's it a says rat." Also here, what are you going to do? It says here, "The rat was probably attracted." by a recycling box left by my landlord's tenants outside their front door, implying that it was my fault, right, that the box of cardboard left outside my front door was the source of this rat, right? Like I've caused some sort of rat infestation here. It you, just shows you know how what, upper class... This is like the, the ancient Greeks used to think that animals just sprung from the ground. Like they didn't understand that, that and then insects and stuff like that just appeared. I can't remember what they called it, but they thought that they didn't realize that animals that were very small became bigger. You know, they just thought insects just spawned. Right. They didn't realize about the whole life cycle of animals and stuff. And it's like people thinking if you put rubbish out, a rat just is beamed down from the mothership in orbit. Oh, pizza box with a bit of cheese spotted. Send down rat number 584743 slash B7. <laughs> On my way, Commander. And they beam him down and he finds the cheese. <laughs> and someone's like, oh my God, they beat the rat invasion has begun. No. They fucking, they were there all the time. You just happened to see it. That's exactly. it. Exactly. I'd be more surprised if there wasn't a fucking rat yeah. down there. Christ. Like, like, I'd be more worried about that. I'd be like, in, I in the house, I understand. It, like, I mean, I'd be like, leaving like, like when... plates of cheese out, and I'm, yeah. you know, I was hoping to get some round because I've been it's missing like... them. I'm thinking I need a pet. <laughs> you know, I'm a bit lonely down get here. Get ratty. <laughs> yeah. no, just, I... It's fucking, you live in a city, or, or even you live anywhere. There are rats in the countryside. People think they're only in the city. You go to the countryside, you see all kinds of fucking animals out there, well, and rats exactly, are one like... of them. I remember I was sitting in um, in in London outside the cinema waiting for some guys to turn up, and I was in one of these like parky square things outside waiting. I was there for about half an hour. Anyway, I was I was having like a McDonald's chips, so I was sat outside of McDonald's basically on this square, right? And there was these these bushes um, behind me, so a little wall, a circular sort of bush going around this square, and um, so it was like a circular bush, and then like grass in the middle, and obviously like shops and stuff around the outside. Anyway, I I was like. I looked around and I saw this like movement out of the corner of my eye, as you do. Like when you see like a spider, a massive spider run across yeah. the floor or something oh, in your place. Yeah, like yeah. that happens all the time to me. Um, in the basement, I get a lot of creep, creep, critters. <laughs> um, anyway, so I looked around, I caught this thing, and it was like a whole family of mice. It was like daddy mice, mummy mouse, and like three little mice, like doing, just running around this like circle and like nibbling on all the bits of obviously McDonald's rubbish and stuff that people leave in. In there, and I was—I wasn't freaked out by it. I was like, "Oh my god, that's so adorable and so so nice!" Like to see like animals actually, you know, in the wild. It was—it was cute. It was nice. I don't know. They might have been rats actually, rather than mice. But anyway, they looked. They're glossy just coats. living their fucking lives, man. They'd obviously you know? had, They're just like, trying a, to get they, on. They don't understand why food is wrapped up in paper and yeah, stuff. They eat all the discarded bits of McDonald's burgers and stuff. You know sure. what? It, that that disturbs me about about modern life is that. Especially, you get a lot of people like I consider myself someone who's concerned about the environment. You know, I don't want to die in a flaming ball of misery and pollution and everything like that. No, I was surprised. Even Michael Gove, arch asshole of the universe, <laughs> right? Michael Gove is in the Guardian today saying we've got to do something about the bees. We've got to ban 
neonicotinoids. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, Furtlow, all that stuff, all those pesticides and everything. They've got to ban them. They have to ban them because it's killing the bees and it's killing all the other flying insects. We've got to sort this shit out. I'm like, wow, yeah. me and Michael go for on something. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. He probably just doesn't have, he probably just doesn't have shares in the company that produces right, exactly. it, so he he's does, There's no money yeah. in bees, you know what I mean? Yeah. So he, he's not involved in the honey, the honey companies. But as it is, that's something I can agree on. Everyone can agree on that. A lot of people agree with that, but they see a fucking rat, they shit the bed. Guess what? That fucking rat was, and his family has probably been living in that area for generations. A generation. Just yeah. living their fucking life. They do a job. If you ever see an, uh, bits of food in the street, you don't. You know why? Because Ratty McRatterson and all his little ratty buddies take care of that shit. You think the street sweepers are out night and day yeah, moving well, up all the garbage? No. Rat and friends. Trust, trust me, they have a lot of friends as well in, in high places, literally, because the rats of the sky, seagulls, are also helping them clear yeah. the streets of just about anything. They'll, they'll think, literally I, fucking eat anything. They so, will. It's, yeah. Honestly, it's the, the bubonic plague was a disaster for rat PR, and they've never recovered. They've never <laughs> recovered. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I think that they're they're pretty pretty cool rats. Like, sure, I'm sure they I'm sure they spread disease. Man, I don't think days, that they're right? cool, but, actually. Do you know like, who else spreads disease? Human fucking beings, and we still let them walk around, don't we? Yeah, People they do it all the, the time. They go on a cruise disease. ship and they spread their diseases to each other, and they're shitting on a boat. Yeah. Fucking constantly. It's, it's I just disgusting. hate the double standards. People are all, oh, I'm gonna save the polar bears, and they're like, oh, there's a rat. No, they're your friends too. They deserve life. We just happen to build a city where they would have otherwise been living. You got to get along. Got to get mm -hmm. along, man. Come on. You got to get along. They can. They, they're they're hard wearing rats, right? They can live in like really atrocious conditions, and they yeah. they, they they'd be able to survive long past humans like becoming extinct. Oh yeah, they'd fucking rats. love it if we became extinct. Honestly, well, well I don't know if they would not not now. They're spoiled now because they get yeah, all of our. That's true. They get all of our scraps and our poops. But and they'd stuff, love it right? for a while, and then they'd yeah, be like, "You know what? Would, yeah. It was fucking good when those idiots were around chucking McDonald's French fries in and a now, park." Yeah, now they don't have anyone chucking McDonald's stuff on the ground, so they they got they got to eat berries and stuff. They got to go back to basics. They got to go back to nature. <laughs> Did you got you guys watch Blue Planet too? Have you watched that show? Uh, it was on the other day, and we watched yeah. like a bit of it, but not not all oh, of it. Oh man, I fucking love that show. I, I've I've watched like all all of those uh, the BBC nature documentaries that, that are just mind blowing. Like the, the, this is like the the pinnacle of technical documentary making. Like the, the the techniques that they use, the technology, the camera people, the the lengths they go to to get the shots and everything. It's incredible. Yeah. But it's all the little facts that that Attenborough chucks in that you think. What? It's like he'll, he'll chuck like three mind-blowing facts at you in the space of like two minutes. Like in the, in the last week's episode, they're they're deep, deep, deep under the Arctic ice, right? So there's like not yeah. not the Arctic ice, but they go down the side of this iceberg and they're like a kilometer down, and he, they land in this mud. And he says, "This this mud, which is made up of the snow that rains from above, of tiny particulate matter of organic stuff, lands here and forms in some places." A bed of mud up to a mile thick. You're like, <laughs> a mile thick of just organic sludge that's uh, no. just there. And then he says, and this organic sludge covers around 90% of the planet. You're like, what the fuck? Like 90%? <laughs> and then he's like, he hits you with another fact. He's like, here at this coral, underground coral thing in the sea, I can't remember what he called it, but it's that. It's a coral thing. <laughs> And he tells you, first of all, this coral, he shows you a little tiny bit of coral. It's like waving very cute and sweet. Ooh, 
coral just waving in the in the currents of the ocean, very slight current. It grows about a hair's breadth per year. And then it pans out and there's a coral the size of a fucking bus. And you think, and he says, this one is probably about 4,000 years old. So you're like, shit, there were people building pyramids in ancient Egypt when this coral was just a little nubbin on a rock. And now here it is 4,000 years later, this majestic coral. And he just oh chucks that at you. And you're like, what am I, what do I do with this information, David? Where else can we go from here? And then he says, <laughs> Come on, Dave. <laughs> yeah, he's like, guess what? 90% of all life on Earth exists in this area, like under the sea, this deep sea area. 90% of all life on Earth is deep sea. Like we're just, we are the scratch on the surface of life up here on the surface. Most shit is happening in the ocean, deep down. And I was like, holy shit. Attenborough, you've blown my fucking mind once again. <laughs> and I'm trying to, my kids are like, Dad, why are you saying wow? I was like, a mile of organic sludge, girls. Can you believe it? And they were like, how big is a mile? I was like, oh shit, I have to relate this to them in distances and scales that they can understand. <laughs> you know like how they... far school is from your house? <laughs> yeah, imagine uh... that times like 50. I'm like, wow. Oh, man. And they're like, how big is that? I'm like, yeah, all right, this is this is tough. So that is amazing. It's, it's, it's hard to explain, but yeah, they, they don't quite get it. fish. They love to have sex with the coral. Right, changing the channel, girls. Let's watch something else. <laughs> into the coral, and for every one of them that has sex with the coral, one of them must die. <laughs> it's like, it suddenly goes very dark and sexual, yeah, it doesn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. Often. The often, ultimate like, sacrifice. I mean, there was, there was a fucking show we were watching the other day with the baby seals. And there's a, they're looking at the baby seals and they're marking the baby seals with paint. And my kids are like, oh, look at the baby seals. And then they're like, but tragedy struck next week. And I was like, brace yourselves. And a storm <laughs> hits the island. And Mrs. F was like, girls, go in the kitchen. And the lady's like, some of these pictures may be distressing. And we're like, run to the kitchen now. So they run to the kitchen. And there's, like there's all these shots of, of these dead, dead baby, baby seals. seals who we've been, we've been seeing like a week later. The seals are like, their little brains are smashed on the rock. Like, oh, no. And they were like, yeah, this is, this, is, this is nature, kids. And I was like, all right, girls, you can come back now. And like, I just don't want them to see that. I, you know no. what I mean? They, they give them a few years of, of, of innocence, for Christ's sake. Yeah. God damn but it. It's yeah. always like that's the problem with these documentaries like it always suddenly takes a dark turn doesn't it because nature yeah. is pretty fucking cr cruel and brutal they love to chuck that shit out that's so, I mean, that's, yeah so, so I've, I've been watching the apprentice okay on oh uh, god on is it BBC. still going it's Which still one, going the uk one the uk one yeah it's still going i it was just something it's just something every once in a while my wife watches it all the time and she's like you want to watch it with me this this season i was like yeah okay this, sure the apprentice yeah, is one of those things that ordinary people ordinary uk people when they come into the office and they work around the water cooler chat the equivalent of that they talk about the apprentice they talk about strictly cub darts and they talk about bake-off right oh, oh the three my god though fucking shows fucking the apprentice in the UK, is so frustrating to watch though because the, the i don't know what is going through these people's minds like ever, <laughs> yeah. they're so they're just fucking insane. dumb. They're Holy so dumb. shit, they're stupid. It's crazy. Yeah, but the I thing guess... is, if they were dumb, but they were, you felt like they were there as part of a learning experience, or they they were humble and they were like, yeah, no, that's something I need to improve on. Yeah. But they're like, no, mate, I'm the best salesman in history, and I can oh, prove and, it. And, and it's like, like what they, they 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 do everything they can to like cushion the blow, right? Like they like. You've got video evidence of a guy saying something and he's just denying it. He's like, I never yeah. said that. I said this. And it, and it just makes it sound a little bit better than it is, right? And that's all, yeah. that's all, that's all it is. It's just a little tiny bit better just so he doesn't <laughs> look like a complete steaming moron, right? Yeah. But like, 
you just rewind it like five minutes and he just literally said that and it sounded just as bad as it sounds like being brought back up to <laughs> yeah. him and he's just denying it he just he just oh, quite it denies it you just think oh for fuck's sakes like come on you you know and all these people are come from business backgrounds too right like they're oh. not Kind it's of. not it, it's not just people pulled off the street who, you know, have never like run a business or anything. At least these people have like built a business or, or something, right? So you think yeah. that they have some experience. And I I get that some of the tasks are like out of their comfort zone oh or or God. to do with industries that maybe they know nothing about or whatever. But like they're so simple. It's just fucking common sense, right? Oh my like, God. Yeah, it's well, it's infuriating just, to watch. To to, 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 to to just like say something about that point, like Everyone in it's the same thing in it feels like the same thing in politics and business. It's just a thing. It's like it reminds me of that fucking song from ages ago by Shaggy. It wasn't me, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, and so it's like it was definitely you. But all you've said is it wasn't me, and that's enough to get you oh, off. Unbelievably, fuck. it's fucking just, crazy. That is like the confidence to just just lie, even in the face of overwhelming evidence. Oh God! Okay, it so often just gets you through. It's like poker. Like you know, you just you just bullshit people enough, even though like sometimes they're showing you that they haven't got you a good hand, and they're just saying, "I've got you, I've got you beat," and that's enough. Often, oh, just God. to fucking convince people so the, it's unbelievable so the one last night okay the task was they had to go to bruges and they had to do like a, a a tour of the city any kind of tour okay of the city um for people on a cruise ship okay so right. so they went on to the cruise ship they had to sell 16 tickets to people on the cruise ship to go on this tour okay and they had to come up with the tour uh and 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 you know take people out uh, the people, if they didn't like the tour, they could request refunds. So, like, it, it affected the bottom line sort of thing. Uh, and then there was opportunities uh, in and throughout for them to maybe make some additional money through, like, selling some, like, souvenirs or, or something, right? Yeah. And, like, a, a couple of them are clever enough to, like, to think outside the box. And and the, and it's, it's interesting to watch them, right? But so the other ones is like, oh, God. So one team decided that they were going to do a historical tour, okay, of Bruges. None of them know anything about the city, okay? <laughs> so I don't know why this was the idea. And then they nominated one person to become, like, the expert to know, like, about some of the sites that they were going to go to. And she didn't have a fucking clue. And she was just like, oh, you know, I really struggle with historical facts and stuff. I'm not like, I'm, I'm not going to be good on this. And, the, and like the person who was in charge was like, no, no, you'll be fine. You know, you're funny and stuff. It'll be great. And, and then oh, they got lost. <laughs> they got, oh my God. they actually got lost. And like the, the people's faces that were on the tour, I, I, I had to look away sometimes. Like it was so fucking embarrassing. Oh my God. Why would you do a historical tour? Like... It just well, it's, you've probably it's so never stupid. been, and you're oh, not even Belgian. Fuck. I know. This is uh, a building, oh, quite, a, quite an old-looking building, judging by the. Uh, what does that say? It's quite old, that one, isn't it? Look at that. Everybody, take a picture of the old building. What is it? Let's go inside and find out. I thought this was a tour, a guided oh, tour. Oh god! And no. then at the, at the end, they're like, "Okay, we need to get like we need to buy some cheap souvenirs and like sell them for more to make some more profit on top." Because at the end of it. They're judged by how much profit the whole thing is made, right? So ticket sales, yeah. um, souvenirs, and whatever else, whatever other scheme that they've come up with to, to make some money sort of thing. 
So they go into like this crappy souvenir shop and they bought 50 key rings and they were just fucking the worst key rings you've ever seen, okay? And they put them all into like a plastic bag and they were just going holy around the shit. boat after and they were <laughs> trying to sell these key rings to people. And it was just like, holy shit, like just get me on the show. I would I would do dumb shit like that. Yes. No problem. Like, I'd happily be on your show. Like, oh, fuck's sake. It was crazy. They're like idiots. it's just nuts. I can't believe they just don't all get fired. Like it, it's. You know. You know uh, what we, you were saying about how they have a business background. Here's my thing with that. Right. A lot of fucking people consider themselves business people or entrepreneurs, and what it means is I'm a bit of a wide boy, and I I sold a few used cars, and I've got my nose in a few shitty businesses that are going to crash and burn, like most businesses do. If yeah. you were a fucking businessman and you were as good as you say, why aren't you out there doing it? Why yeah. are you on a fucking TV show with Alan Sugar? Why don't I mean this? They should go on there and be like, "This is what I want to do," and I've got some big ideas, but I haven't got the capital to get it started, and I need some guidance and experience, and I really want to do that, and I think you'd be a good guy to work with. But second of all, why the fuck would you want to work with Alan Sugar? I've used <laughs> I've used Amstrad products, and they're fucking garbage. Uh. That's a personal opinion, not shared by the Oxcast, I'm sure. But let's be honest: the Amstrad home computer back in the days of the Commodore 64 and the Spectrum, the the fucking Amstrad was the worst. My mate had one, and it was like a shameful thing to have the Amstrad CPC as opposed to the Spectrum or the fucking Commodore. Uh, Commodore like, 64 was, was, was solid, man. It was, it was. so good. Uh, I, you, you, he just sells this shit to. Sh other shit companies, right? So yeah. he has these business dinners or golf course meetups with other CEOs who are like, yeah, we need to order some new phones for our entire company. Uh, all of our warehouses full of un underpaid, you know, phone, phone, annoying phone ringers or whatever, yeah. you know, har harassing phone call guys need new, new phones. Let's, I I'm ordering 2000 of your, your phones. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's yeah, like, Colonel it's Sanders. all idiots. Yeah. It's just fucking assholes. Wow, it's, all these, 2000. it's all these stupid <laughs> shitheads, you know, who've somehow made it to the top through sheer luck. Yeah. But they, it's all set, set top boxes for like digital TV and satellite TV. A lot of those were made by Amstrad and they fucking suck. If you've, if you've owned, one of those set-top boxes a few years ago that crashed all the time, didn't fucking work, miserably slow menu, horribly small hard drive, probably made by Amstrad. They're just junk. It's junk. And he says as yeah. much. He says, I just make cheap shit to sell. I just want to sell a lot of it. Like, that's it. their whole angle is, no, it's not the best, but it's fucking cheap as chips. Like, that's his whole angle. Having said all it's, of I that, hate though, it. like, this like, is our perfect segue into introducing our special guest this week. And we got... Uh, <laughs> Sir Alan Sugar on the show at least, today. At least Alan Woo! Sugar is to some somewhat self-made. You know, yeah, he yeah. he like started with nothing, and then yeah. he, was, he, he was did, he, he was basically Del Boy, the, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, he was. He he yeah. started off with a with a, a stall selling electronic goods. I mean, that's the thing. I I, I cannot hate the guy because I mean, he, that, he is that what he kind is. of makes him. Yeah, I mean, he like, is what he is. At least somewhat respectable, as opposed oh, to yeah. some of these other people. I guess like Trump, for example, who inherited. You yeah, know, yeah. a vast fortune. <laughs> I mean, he, he's yeah. the he's the absolute rags to riches tale, right? But the thing is, I don't know why you'd want to work with him. That's all I'm saying. I'm a self-made no, man. Mean, he, brilliant, he, go he, for he, it. I mean, I think the whole the whole apprentice ca character couture of him is not too far from the truth. Oh no, he's that's probably, him. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I think they be, make him look a lot more competent in the apprentice. Boy, <laughs> white boy, like a hole. You know, you, you should follow yeah. him on Twitter. He is fucking unintentionally hilarious on Twitter. 
Like he, Amstrad, do you know Amstrad comes from his initials, right? Yeah, yeah, Alan yeah. AMS Trading, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've read his fucking thing. biography, mate. Is it, it, It's hilarious. You have? Oh, yeah, I've got it somewhere. I can't, I can't remember what it's called, but I bought it. Because I, I love I love the character of Alan Sugar. It's not yeah. a character, it's just him. But it's it's so he's so he's one of those guys. The problem with it with people who've done that self-made I had nothing and now I am is they never stop fucking telling you about it. Like they're fucking obsessed with how successful they are and how fucking great they are, and you should suck their dick because they started with a stall selling CDs and now they're they're making a billion pounds a year doing it. It's like, yeah, all right, mate, we get it. You're a successful <laughs> businessman. You're still an asshole. I don't care. Being an asshole's got me where I am today, lads. You know what I mean? And when I'm driving around in my fucking Mercedes Benz, you can think I'm an asshole. You just be nice you know yeah. don't be a dick and all the people that work for him they're all scowling miserable people gray face it's like god why would you want to work with those cunts they seem horrible i know oh god Man, some I'm, people glad, like... I'm glad we got the c word out because that's just all i'm thinking about like watching <laughs> these shows like thinking, yeah. like this whole experience is just it's just so awful no wonder we play video games all the time oh, Do you know oh, what? God. i can get addicted to video games just don't try to get because i think i prefer doing that than when i watch these fucking tv shows man it just stresses me out so well, much. Well, hey, listen though. On on the topic of TV shows, I watched the first season of Mindhunter, and that oh, yeah. shit was fucking awesome. Holy yeah, I like that. I, I liked quite it. enjoyed good it. Show. I liked yeah, the David Fincher camera angles. Really I liked fucking the, good. The, the the sort of slow burning, but also slightly kind of dark undertones of the whole thing. Like yeah. Sort of because the, the the I mean I I feel like you gotta hit that pussy before it turns into mom. <laughs> <laughs> fuck me <laughs> fuck me oh, it's so fucking dark the, holy shit oh god the shit. interviews with the serial killers are so good aren't they yeah, so yeah. I didn't realise I didn't realise like I'd never heard of Ed Kemper but he's a, a real guy and that all really happened yeah yeah they all, all those guys are real guys yeah like, yeah that was the I, thing. Didn't, My mom I didn't realise my yeah. mum watched it. She said, oh, I hadn't thought about those names in years. But yeah, they really, like Richard Speck, like that was a big one. Yeah. Like that, I, I, I kind of feel like it's it's really interesting. One of the things they said was that the, the nature of those crimes is a reflection of some change in society. I don't know if it was in Mindhunter, if it was an article I read about Mindhunter and about how... It's a lot about, yeah. It's like, yeah, well, like the, the theory the police at the time, hadn't right? had this. Yeah, the police yeah. hadn't faced this before. Where the fuck they is this really coming from? They didn't really understand why people would want to kill other people at random. Yeah, that's yeah. it. They went from they went from uh, operating on motive, like like pure motive, and it was always like a, a like a jilted lover or like you know, there's always a reason it was for always, a killing. It was always someone then, someone the yeah. victim knew. Yeah, there was but, always a motive. And and I think there'd always been like sort of serial killers, but they just never. It was never frequent enough for them to to bother classifying it or getting you know you know getting behind it or whatever. Um, like you're trying to trying to figure it out, and I, I guess like this whole the, the show sort of explores that side of the FBI where they finally right, decided right. like, hang on a second, there is like definitely there's some psychology here, yeah. here to be and considered. There's patterns, and stuff. There's patterns yeah. within. Yeah, 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 yeah. So sorry, this series is about. I love how we yeah. all know about it. And we're all just diving into. <laughs> oh, I'm sure everybody's watched it though. It's like, it's like really highly rated. Everybody's just probably raving on about give it. Give us a summary, yeah. Lulu. Just for anyone. Oh, it's who has. set in like the sort of at the dawn, the late seventies, the yeah. dawn of sort of criminal psychology and profiling of the first what they call originally. I think they call them sequence killers. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, they, right. They coined the term serial killers in the show which is quite quite nice and it's got um some sort of i, I don't know it's got the classic kind of 
grizzled sort of detective FBI agent and you know a young yeah like Bill like Trench is fucking guy. awesome isn't he like he just wants yeah. to go he's so golfing good. he's smoking he's everywhere he's smoking perfect. on the plane and stuff he's like yeah perfectly it's, cast it's, oh, it's, it's just it's, it's really, excellent it's really cool to, it's really nicely done the sort of late 70s with they yeah, capture just, it perfectly they really back do back in the days where you could literally go to an airport and just get on a plane like it was a bus or a train or something yeah. you know yeah. you didn't you didn't like have to go through yeah. hours of that lax attitude stuff. facilitated so much cocaine entering the United States in yeah. the early 1980s like it was insane it's Fuck crazy me. like I think the way, the way airports almost felt like a hotel like when you check in you just have to fill out that form and show some so show some idea and they're like right off you go yeah. it's like the same kind of thing they're all Barely nice and happy to see you and, and yes yeah. and there weren't that many people flying that was the other thing that people forget is that flight was just not like a common form of travel no it was like if no. you were fairly wealthy and going on holiday you know i mean a lot of americans still to this day don't have a, a passport and travel overseas they travel internally but even then you know people took the greyhound bus and there were trains and stuff and now flight is so cheap and there's so many yeah. airlines competing with each other that the price has gone down oh my God. that but, you can just oh do that yeah. but back then i mean geez i remember flying when i was a kid the airport was never as busy as it is now now it's always no, fucking no. busy oh and every flight seems to be full like every flight seems yeah. to be fucking full i'm like it's a tuesday morning why are there 200 people on this plane? Like, where the fuck are they going? I know where I'm going. Where the fuck are they going? <laughs> I'm the only one that matters here. Fuck, it's just get like off when, my I'm plane. On the, when I'm driving. I'm driving, it's like 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning and the roads are full. I'm like, where the fuck are you all going? Well, this is, <laughs> this is, this is, is such exactly a dad what it's thing, like. though. I constantly I think that as well. Well, there's so many people go in the world. Go fucking home. I have to be here. You don't. Yeah, <laughs> what fucking the fuck are you doing? Yeah. That's my first thought. It's incredibly selfish, but I'm literally like, where the fuck are the, What are all these assholes doing on the fucking road? <laughs> get the, go home. Jesus. Yeah. Got to send out a memo to everybody that you're going to be using the road so that they can clear the way. I would love to have that power. <laughs> just just going to be, uh, I just tweeted out. I just tweet out, driving to Bournemouth this weekend, fuck off everybody stay else. Stay off the fucking roads. Everybody stays <laughs> off. I want a clear journey. I don't want any traffic. <laughs> I don't want to get stuck. I just want to go. Well, I'm driving to Bristol to on Monday. I'm driving to Bristol on Monday, but it's oh, not nice. going to be till the evening. Right, so it's gonna be, I'm going to be driving down like 8 o'clock or something like that. So I'll get down there pretty late because i got to wait for Mrs. F to get home and then I load up the car and everything and off I go. So that should be great because sometimes driving to Bristol is, is wank, like it's just busy. But what I used to do when, I, when, when Babby Flax was, was a tiny Babby and we, we were having the loft redone so we'd have somewhere to, to put her, um, the house was complete, completely torn apart by the, 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 the work that was being done and Mrs. F was on maternity leave so she took tiny babby flax and lived down in Bournemouth for like three or four months or something like that and I stayed up here working um I think it was like three months so I've stayed up here living in like the building site of our house and when I finished work I finished work at about midnight and I would drive straight down to Bournemouth in in my my Saab 93 which was just the best car I ever had and I would be able to drive down like an hour flat like just foot to the floor all the way down and I the only thing I would see is trucks like postal trucks that's it, just carrying the post, not a single other car. And that spoiled me, because now that's all I expect. Every time I get in the motorway, I'm like, this is just gonna be clear run all the way. And it never is, it never fucking it's is. It's really satisfying when you do get a clear road though, and you're just like, oh, oh it's, it's nothing like, like it. There's you drive, like you, you don't have anyone to gauge your speed against though, 
uh, and sometimes yeah. you drive a bit too fast. I, oh, uh, that, that was in those days. I, I drove that. much too fast. I I, I went on. A, I got caught um, speeding one time, unsurprisingly, uh, when I was I was down in Kent, and they pulled me over. And they like I was driving along at like forty because I thought it was like country roads, but I was still in the town by like half a half a mile that the speed limit stayed because there were there were houses behind this big row of hedges. You couldn't see the houses because of the hedges. But this copper suddenly appeared like a sniper with the gun from like behind the hedge. And I was like, oh, yeah. fuck, he's got me. Signal for me to pull in. And he was like, right, sir, just wish to caution you. I have using the, the laser weaponry that I've got here detected you going at 40 miles per hour in what is a 30 mile per hour zone. Now I'm cautioning you. And I was like, yeah, all right. I said, yeah, well, I did it. I fucking admit it was me. The exact me. same I shit was driving. to me. And yeah. they made me go on a course. Oh, did they? They said you can either have three points on your license and a fine, or you can pay to go on a, an anti-speeding course. And I was like, well, fucking go on the course then. So I, go, I had to go. It was like a full full three or four day course in Ealing. And Mrs. F had to take the week off work because like, it was right in the middle of the day. Oh, God. So she, had to, she oh. took a week off. I had to go to this course. It was a pain in the ass to get to. And you have to sit there in this classroom for like two hours, like for th three or four days a week. And they lecture you about how shitty a human being you are for speeding and everything like that. Well, but the, my the mum thing is, got the up guy to was nine really points good. on her license, wow. and she had to go on a course. She was right. like almost because if you get twelve, then you're you're fucking uh, you yeah. lose it. But here's the thing, Lewis. That that's what? interesting. Your mum getting caught speeding because we were in there, and the instructor made some really really interesting uh, statements. And in a David Attenborough style, I shall now blow oh all of God, your okay. minds. I shall now blow all of your minds. Okay. Number one, <laughs> the average age of the people in that room was like older than me. There was a lot of old dudes in there and some older ladies in there. And like, I was one what? of the with youngest people rage? in there. Were they no, all no, no. road ragers? With, with speeding, with speeding. They're all, you think it's gonna be all like people with sort of exactly. sour faced smoking, like kind right. of, but it's little not, kids. it's like your mum. It's, it's exactly right. Little old, little old ladies you think would be like, you know, not tearing around the place, exactly. but no. They're the They're ones. It's, it's that oh, those older guys, especially, doing the fucking drink driving. Oh, I've been doing it my whole life, and it's no problem. My dad used to do it, and like no problem. We'd go to the bar, and I'd say, "How are we getting back?" He's like, oh, "I'm going to drive." I was like, "You've had like four beers." He was like, "Everybody does it around here." It's like, "What? What else are we going to do? Get a cab?" And they were like, <laughs> laughing. I was like, "Please, yes, let's let's do that." <laughs> but but, but that, that's how they are. Like the older guys, are like I'm, I'll speed if I want. I'll drink drive if I want. Who the fuck are you to tell me? But it, he said the safest drivers we've got are young people. Like young young people, 17 to 24, 25, are much, much safer statistically than older drivers with all these fucking years of experience, which I thought was really interesting. Well, it's like um, a complacency thing, I guess. No, you... I think it's just a change in attitude. Like our, our Whoa, approach but, when we're but, teaching people how to drive now is a lot more about but safety. But the younger, the, the new drivers are in a lot more accidents though, right? No. I don't think that's so. why the rent. That's not rent. That's why the insurance is so high. No, it's just right? people, no. It's because you've got all the no claims, right? So there aren't that many accidents, for one thing, right? The 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 road traffic. Our roads in the UK are the safest in in, in Europe, Whoa. right? And and way I safer mean, than America. Literally every like time I'm on a motorway in the UK, there's an accident that's like causing traffic delays. Have like, you been I always to America? It was like teen drivers were yeah, like twice just as there. more. Twice I, as I, more. I, like I, I don't know. I don't know about accidents, but a lot of those would be things like inexperience at driving, but not necessarily speeding, not necessarily right. drink driving, but things like skidding, taking a corner faster than they should, not re not responding to stuff that's happening, uh, like stuff like that. Those are, those might be accidents caused by younger drivers, but a lot, lot less of them are speeding. Hardly any of them are drink driving. 
And I, I just right. thought it was really interesting. Like he, he was literally saying, you, you are the fucking guys who've been caught speeding right here. He said, this is not an uncommon sample. It's almost all older people getting caught. It's not all these younger kids. They're not the ones driving like maniacs, which I, I thought was really interesting. But the fact our roads are much safer, younger people have been brought up with this whole culture of you do not drink and drive. And alcohol is one, the number one fucking cause, I think after tiredness, or it's, or it's tiredness, alcohol then tiredness, tiredness and alcohol, one of the two, are, of accidents, right? Drinking is a fucking disaster when it comes to driving. So when, you, when you're when you driving down on the motorway, you'll often see like caravan at the side of the road that's had an accident or a car's gone into the back of another car or whatever. But that's that's more like traffic rather than bad driving. That's just fucking too many cars on the road. And everybody's just not paying attention. That's that's the problem. Whenever I go to the States, I see fucking, oh my God. One time we were driving to the airport, it was raining so bad, visibility was about 10 meters, all right? Just rain was that heavy. We're driving along and my dad's laughing because he can't see. He's just like, this, the wind's going up to go full speed. We literally cannot see, he's just laughing because it's so ridiculous. And we come around this corner and the weather clears a tiny bit and there's a fucking car on its hood, like upside down. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> on the grass, just down this little embankment. The guy obviously just missed the corner, gone straight off the edge of the road, just flipped the car, was just lying there, like still steaming because it would it just come off the road. We were like, holy fuck. There's a dude that's just been flipped upside it down It is there. amazing how blind people are. I saw a car reality. flip upside down one time. Well, like, I, like, like, I... I, 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 go on, you tell your story in a second, but like, I, I, I completely, I completely understand that mentality, right? Because when I was driving home, all I wanted to do was get home and I didn't care. I was like, yeah. the weather's like terrible. Who cares? I've, I've got a car. I've got, I'm on the road. You know, I'm in a modern world. Nothing bad can happen. But honestly, like, I know that I understand that that psychotic mentality of not just not not waiting five yeah, minutes for the just, rain to people let just, up. They don't just think, fucking yeah. driving like a lunatic through the most dangerous weather conditions ever. Because people just think they're invulnerable. Being inside like a ton of metal, you know, behind a windscreen, you know, makes you think that you're... It's, I think sometimes driving a car is, at least, with, at least when I was driving, sometimes didn't feel real. Like felt like a, yeah. felt like, like playing a video game or something. When you don't, you kind of detach yourself from reality. And it's in, also in a, fucking a boring, bit. man. Like it is boring. Motorway driving, you just, eh, you just turn the wheel a <laughs> tiny bit. It's like, eh, yeah. it's like there's nothing yeah. to it. At least in the town, you know, you're having to slow down, you're stopping, you're alert and stuff, but on the yeah, motorway... Or, or if you're, like, on a bike, you know, or, or, like, a motorbike, even on a motorbike, you're much more aware of I'm sure, your yeah. surroundings. I'm sure, yeah. You're outside, even it's essentially. way more dangerous. Yeah, you're traveling um, at 70 but... or 80 miles an hour outdoors. Like, I'm yeah, indoors but, in my car. I, you're outdoors you know, I was sat in my car, like, fucking doing, like, 100 on the motorway and just, like, and I like not really aware of, like, what I was doing, which was, yeah. you know... Rocketing along what in a you're doing is. ton of metal. Anyway, what what was the story about a car flipping over in front of you? Yeah, so I, I was like 12, and we were driving to Toronto. Okay, um, and in Canada, you've got like you know, so it's like 16 hours driving. Yeah, well, it's like six <laughs> hours from Ottawa, so it's a pretty long drive. Um, pretty and long. In, in Canada, you've got like in the cities, you've got like um, you know, like big highways, like the the freeway type thing that you see like in America or whatever. But then out like in the in the countryside, you've got these they're like the equivalent of like a roads, right? They're like uh, two lanes one way, two lanes the other. Um, you can drive like pretty fast on them. I think the I think it's like a hundred kilometers an hour speed limit or whatever. And you know they're just they're just meant for you to get like from city to city sort of thing, you know, like they sort of bypass like like a lot of towns and stuff. So we we're on like this road. Driving like fairly fast and there was like two cars ahead of us and then um, like the 
the the second car like ahead of us, ahead of like the one directly in front of us, I mean, uh, was like this pickup truck. We were just driving along and um, we were just chatting or whatever. And then all of a sudden this this truck just like veered off to the right and then flew up in the air. Like uh, it was crazy. It was like really surreal. Like it felt like time just slowed down. Flew up in the air and like flipped over into like the into the ditch. So we like stopped and like this is before there were cell phones and stuff. Somebody had to go find a pay phone to phone an ambulance and, and stuff. And we were wait, waiting around um, like for the police to come so that we could say like what we saw or whatever. And it turned out that this guy just like I think he just had a stroke or something at the wheel. And then that, and that was it. It was just like, whoom, like right off the road. And then, God. yeah, flipped over. Like, I think he was OK, actually, surprisingly, because it was like the car was like fucking completely upside down and flew up like into the air pretty high because like on the side of the road there was like a bit of like um it wasn't like hedgerows but like there's like a little bit of a almost like you know like a ramp of grass or something yeah and so it, it just doesn't like, take much right I know. At that and speed, it, because it's... he was going pretty fast he just like went flying and um it was just really fucking surreal, but like it just shows how quickly things can happen. Like all yeah. the, all that need to happen is that guy briefly fell asleep and lost control, or yeah. like had a stroke, or was like drunk or whatever. But like, yeah, it's pretty fucking crazy. It's scary. So so I, by the way, I just looked it up. We're we're actually we're actually third in safety. In the, this is in the world, by the way. Wow. With two, oh my god. Two, Where, two point yeah. nine road deaths per hundred thousand people. In 2015, Jeez. that was. That's pretty fucking good. Now, beating us into... Uh, sorry, I thought we were first. I thought we were first in Europe, at least. But Sweden is marginally better than us with 2.8 deaths per 100,000 to our 2.9. So it's pretty fucking close. The number one safest place in the world to drive? The Federated States of Micronesia. So who fucking wow. cares? Basically where, us. Where there we're are so no good. cars. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> that one tractor killed 50 people last Shit. year. It was a disaster. Yeah. Oh, incidentally, by the way, I heard I heard, I saw Jersey in the news this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Apple Don't. Me too. Like, Don't. 250. How do people on Jersey feel about like the fact that Jersey is like an, a tax haven for Apple's 250 billion? Dollars of cash just I sat mean, there. it's not new news. Panorama, like, sort of make it out to be like, oh, we've uncovered. I mean, literally, the industry over here has been built around this for like 50 years. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like, it's not anything new. Like, there's obviously a lot of people with a lot of money squirreling it away here and in other tax havens. The thing is, the the big the big uh, repercussions of this though is that there's a they're circulating and and compiling like a blacklist of non-compliant tax havens. Okay, right. So and Jersey's fairly confident that it's not going to be added to that because it is very regulated over here. They've got a lot of regulation. They've got a, they've got a surprising amount of transparency as well. And in like the past past few years, at least in the past, I think five years or so. The American government um, sort of requested access to records over here and in other jurisdictions as well, tax havens, um, so that they could see where American companies were um, squirreling away money and, and yeah. avoiding tax because they were having so many problems with it. So, like, I don't think it's as bad as they say that it is. Uh, I, I mean, there's obviously some moral lines there, like, you know, there's a lot of money potentially not being put back into the tax system. But equally, you know, they're talking about guys like Lewis Hamilton, who was like, um, you know, dodged like a $4 million tax bill on a on a private jet that he bought or whatever. But 
you know, he's still he's still paying tax. He hasn't avoided all tax. Like he has to pay income tax at some point. Um, he's going to yeah. have to pay some corporation tax at some point. Like you know, yeah, not all lo- of his companies guys, are based here's, in here's Jersey. Here's what I don't understand, right? I can't if I'm an employee or even a self-employed like I am in this country. I cannot just say, "Hey, uh, my business is located in the Cayman Islands." So no. anytime I get paid anything, you know, I'm working at McDonald's. Oh yeah, please forward my check to my bank in the Cayman Islands. It's like, why should I not be able to benefit from that system as well? If everybody did it, it would be fair, but there'd be no tax paid. So yeah. the, the fact that these massive companies, wait, I mean, Apple is, by the way, the richest company in the fucking world. Yeah. Still not enough. No, 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 no. We have to hide all our money. Why the fuck easy. can I buy it's something easy. from it's Amazon? It's 100% legal, though. That's the thing. Like, for yeah, Apple, but that's, it's not, that's it's the no, thing. It's a no-brainer. You hire two Absolutely. guys. Absolutely. And you say your job is to, to, hide to the money. make us Put make it us in pay, Luxembourg. No, exactly. make us legally pay the least amount of tax that we have to pay. And they're right. like, well, uh, exactly. okay, all we need Put to do is set up a, a, a load of shit. You know, sh- these things that are totally legal, 100% legal, because they're just loopholes. Yeah. And bam, we pay 3% tax instead of 50% tax. Right, but you to know, me, it's not why a loophole. Wouldn't we do that? If I buy something in this country and it's delivered to me in this country, I should have to pay fucking tax on that. And the guy that fucking made it and made the I money, he should have to pay that. tax on like, it. It's ethically, bullshit. Ethically, uh, morally, like, it's, it's 100% right, you know, but, 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 you know, it's, it's easy not to because it's legally not a problem. It's, this is the right. problem. Like, I, I think that, 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 that we're in a situation where the richer you are, the less tax you pay, right? Yeah. And it's always it's it's kind of kind of bullshit, but it's 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 a systemic problem. But the but the other the other argument is that rich people pay most of the tax in this country. They do, of course, they do because it's percentage based. So. Exactly. So, but but like I think it's like seventy percent. People of who don't earn money in this country are not paying pay any tax, fucking exactly. tax. So, so you their, know, their it, feeling is we already pay enough. Why should we have to pay more? That's the way they see it. But yeah. I mean, the thing is, if you look at the underfunding and everything, I hate that phrase though that rich people pay most of the tax. That seems to me technically to just they do. be bullshit. It's, like it, you know, but also rich people have. 97 percent of the wealth or something you know of of, of the global wealth like yeah, right, right. how is yeah well if you have that much of the wealth surely you should pay 97 percent of the tax right yeah. if you have 97 percent of the wealth i don't but understand don't. how sure uh, you paying what 51 percent of the tax but having 97 percent of the wealth feels wrong yeah so the argument that. that a lot of people make about the tax thing is um apart from the fact of saying oh well we already pay most of the taxes anyway is oh it's perfectly legal and it is you're right it is I and i that, think that should that change too. I, and I, I think, think that, i think that, it should change but the thing is allowed, the, the yeah. reason these papers are important my mates were like how is this news and like sip said oh, it's an open secret everybody knew it already you know everybody knew people were hiding money in offshore but now that we can name them and actually say point to them and say it's that guy that's pressure. It does put pressure on people. And eventually, yeah. as names start to come out, we can actually really examine this. And, and you know, once it yeah. becomes a, 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 a fixed thing in people's minds that these people, that guy over there is actually doing this, yeah. this is how much he hid, maybe something will be done about it. When it's just a nebulous idea that, yeah, we know, we know, but what can we do? Yeah. It's much harder to motivate people, I think. When it becomes like a PR thing, that's when, they, that's when they'll actually they, they do something yeah, about exactly. it. Yeah, because they don't want to look bad. Like, they know that it's not not great and then when people find out about it it looks terrible so they scramble to like you know fix it or you know they'll probably 
probably announce in a couple of weeks that they, you know, are fully compliant and that they paid this much tax and they rescued 20, 20 baby seals from a sinking barge one time. And, you know, like they'll do everything they can to, to sort of like gussy it up and make it look better than it is or whatever. But yeah, there's, there's definitely some moral, um, some moral lines that like it's it's, it's people it's need a, to it's a, to think it's about a problem. Yeah, and and we uh, I think the anger of people will will get on top of it. But it's a little bit like the open secret thing. You need to just get that in the open. Like look at Kevin Spacey. You know, everyone it was an open secret that he was gay in Hollywood and stuff. And and I don't know, like open secrets just have to be acknowledged and yeah. then suddenly it spirals out of, of control and, and that and, thing and, is so weird the whole kevin spacey thing is bizarre like i don't even i i there's so many questions for me like uh, about you know the stuff that's coming out and and the fact that like house of cards is potentially axed now off the back oh of it, it is axed. Stuff. no it is it's not it is fully they canceled it. Yeah, for yeah. fuck's sake like and there's there's a film that comes out in six weeks and they've edited it so that his his entire part in the movie has been replaced by another actor. Yeah, and I, I'm wondering. Oh I'm wondering. Let's get. I think Christopher Plummer. So I'm wondering if do you remember that episode for the Fallout Boy episode of The Simpsons where the the editor says it's all right, we can do it all in post, and he cuts it all together, and there's a shot where he goes, I think they are, they are creeping up on us, Fallout Boy, and it cuts to a shot of Milhouse just in a normal room sitting on a stool. He just goes, Yes. Like, is that going to be <laughs> what they're going to do with Kevin Spacey's role I mean, in the movie? So. Honestly, yeah. I don't know. I haven't read enough about it, so. I don't know all the ins and outs. Like, I don't know if he's a dangerous pedophile or or what. Like, it. I mean, but look, what I did read was that apparently he was at a at like a, a massively cocaine and alcohol fueled party, um, and was and and invited like a fourteen year old boy to this party. Yeah. And I, I, when I was fourteen, I was not going to cocaine parties at like barely even alcohol parties either. Like it was. You know what I mean? Like how how did this fourteen year old get into the situation where he was being taken to this <laughs> party? Was well, so he just saying if I mean if it, I, I don't know the details? If I was of fourteen, it. I would be love to be invited to this party. But you wouldn't want Kevin Spacey, Kevin Spacey sexually assaulting you at that party, would you? I think is the problem. Well, I know, well. yeah, but did but was there? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I don't know. I, maybe I, no. I I won't say anything because I don't know all all the all the facts or whatever. But like, I always thought Kevin Spacey was a pretty good actor and stuff, and I'm just surprised <laughs> by all this. But the classic the classic problem here, Sips, is that there's no smoke without fire in some of these cases, and, right. and like you know, it, this is like a bunch of other people have come out to say, yeah, Kevin Spacey did creepy sexual. He it's all a creepy the guy. Harvey Weinstein thing, right? Harvey, Harvey Weinstein was this serial sexual predator, basically. And the classic, what you expect to ho- it happen in Hollywood, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, you want to get a job in my film? How about you suck my dick? It's like literally that. I mean, and it's yeah. not, yeah, that's a that's, I, that's a thing, right? People like sleep their way to the top. It's like, such it's, a stereotypical, it is, horrible like, thing that's, that's But it is a thing, like there's, a, there is a lot of desperation in Hollywood, right? Like you go to LA, like, and you meet people in LA and you're like, what do you do? And they're like, oh, I'm bartending, I'm an actor, but I'm bartending and stuff. And like, and and I'm sure that these people do things that they wouldn't normally do to try to get parts and stuff like that. I think it's pretty well documented, actually, that this kind of shit happens. But, but is it right? 
That's the question. Is it it's right not, it's for not Harvey right. Weinstein uh, uh, to do It's not that? right, no. And there's a lot of these horrible predators out there. And the problem is, is that it's difficult to come out with it because if you're just if you're an actor and you want to get a job, you don't want to spend ages going to court or, or accusing some big named guy and get yourself blacklisted. You know, it's it's the whole culture, unfortunately, is one of silence, which is which means that you know we it needs to be broken down and people need to be able to speak out about this stuff and and. And not just falsely accuse people either of, of, of anything because, you know, then it turns into some sort of witch hunt where, you know, it's like, oh, she's a witch, he's a witch, blah, blah, blah. It needs to be... It's really tricky, but the whole... It's tricky, yeah. I the think whole the, fucking The timing of it isn't mess. ideal either because some of it seems like, you know, some of this stuff happens like decades ago and then, and then finally somebody speaks out about it. And I guess maybe, you know, like I've never had to like endure the trauma of like uh, sexual assault or anything so maybe you know maybe I always just think that you know if something bad happened to me I would I would probably t- speak about it almost straight away you know what I mean like like if it if it was if it was really bad or like you know I mean we think we would I'm sure most yeah, people think that's they what would. I'm saying I think I would but I'm not but, I'm but yeah luckily I, never I, I been think, in that situation so maybe I would like be ashamed I think and, this stuff does stick with you for a long time and doesn't doesn't go doesn't heal yeah. quickly and I think that people are affected by these these assaults and things for their yeah. whole life so yeah. we do need to like it's such a difficult subject. Did you guys see? You know, you know this pretty pretty Patel, right? The the cabinet minister. I think she was a foreign minister, right, or minister for foreign development or something. Right. She goes out. She she's done this thing uh, that she shouldn't have done, where she had these meetings without revealing them. That you know, essentially, she was having meetings as a minister of the British government without telling the British government she was having these meetings. That's a problem. She's on her way back. She's going to be fired when she gets home because she's on holiday or something. She comes home. She's at the airport. There's fucking a billion press camped out there. And then they're all shouting, Pretty Hatchfield a bit fired. Click, 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 click. She gets in a car and they're driving it straight to number 10 to get fired by Theresa May, no doubt. And the BBC has a fucking helicopter following her car down the motorway uh. with live shots of a car on the motorway. As if we couldn't imagine a car being driven by a human being on the motorway to another place. We gotta have live shots. We're going out live to our chopper in the sky over a motorway watching a car. It, I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's so dumb. We, t- we are sounding like dads now with this political no, chat. No, 24 hours news is the worst. It's but so I agree. bad. Like the problem, it's it's everything is is very inflated. It's such a difficult topic too, and it's so easy to tar someone's name or or these days. You know, everyone is keen to post accusations. You know, uh, as news stories to and and you know, but but they're not keen to post retractions when it turns out that John all Ronson wrote a book up. about it, didn't he? John Ronson book so you've been publicly shamed that's very interesting which is about right. exactly what you're talking about so if, you, if people are interested in it read that this has been going on for over an hour my friend this is um, friends wow yeah chums i may i may live to regret you know appearing to support kevin spacey because again <laughs> i don't know enough about it okay i don't i'm just saying so take everything that i've said about kevin spacey with a pinch of salt because i don't know all the facts okay it might turn no, out that he is like the most prolific sexual predator of our time it's and, tough and isn't I, it? I will i will definitely not support him if that's the case okay but because i'm just saying enjoyed the, like, th- the films that he's been in no and no but and and also i'm very aware i'm very aware that that there is a lot 
of like hoo-ha made of stuff, like especially relevant stuff, you know, because all the Weinstein stuff was has just happened and everything. It's relevant to that sort of thing, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. everybody's gonna be on this like, you know, um, you know, sexual assaults in Hollywood sort of, you know, thing now and everything. And I, I just like I don't know, some some of it feels witch hunty, but you know what? Again. I, I could be wrong, and you let's know, catch maybe, the bad maybe. guys. Let's catch the bad guys yeah. and not not tar all the all the, the the regular folks. I think would be a nice thing. Yeah. Oh, by the way, one one final thing, you guys have you you've watched Curb Your Enthusiasm, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. You yeah. you know you know Larry David's friend Jeff, his his chubby friend Jeff, right? Uh-huh. That's his name. Is it his Jeff? Manager, My yeah. mum thought that was Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> she was nice. like, oh, he, he was so good in that Curb Your Enthusiasm. I was like. <laughs> Which episode of that was he in? She was like, he's his friend. He's in it all the time. I was like, no, man. That's like a completely different guy. It was so funny. She's like, I can't watch that show now knowing that. I was like, it's not him. Oh, fuck. Unbelievable. That is actually really funny. Oh, that bombshell. Peace out, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week for some more. Until then, stay safe, stay frosty, go fuck yourselves, and um, good night. Don't drink and drive. Uh, Yeah, and don't flip your car on the highway either. Fuck. Right. We love you. Bye. 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 Bye.